0: It drove me every time to go better and better, of course, but the difference between uh, the DDR and me was too big all the time. she was taller than me and she was faster. But every time I had in my head, okay, now I want to go, I want to beat her every time again, and I have the competition with her, then I go for it. But it was impossible after that, impossible.
1: Hello, people. Or should I say, hello? Today we cross the pond to chat with the swimming hero from her home in Holland. Enith Brigitte was the first black swimmer to win an Olympic medal, with two bronzes in the 100 and 200 free at the 1976 Montreal games, and while such a monumental feat as breaking the podium color barrier deserves the utmost praise, tragically, her 100 free bronze should have been gold. Enith burst onto the world scene as a young 17-year-old at the 1972 Munich Olympics, finaling in three individual events and two relays. She'd come back a year later in '73 to win an individual silver medal at the first ever world championships. She was clearly headed for 1976 Montreal to do something big. But just as Enith was ready to peak, the East Germans were making plans of their own by creating one of the darkest periods in sports history, as their systematic doping program allowed the DDR to dominate world athletics for many years to come, and famously was on full display at the 76 games where East German women won all but two of the swimming events. Enith was beaten only by two East Germans, both of whom an investigation would eventually prove were aided by performance enhancing drugs. And 45 years later, the IOC still has not disqualified their tainted results, which means Enith still doesn't have her gold medal. It was a true honor for us to share this conversation with such a trailblazer, deserving of far more credit than she has received. Please enjoy our talk with the lovely Enith Brigita. Welcome back to another episode of the Social Kick Podcast. I'm Brian Lundquist, joined by a crew here this morning. Luke Paddington, Dr. John Mullen, and an absolute legend in world swimming. We're so excited to get to know. Ana Brigitta, welcome in. Thanks so much for being here.
0: Thank you very much.
2: Well, it, it, um, absolute legend. Um, I was telling you before the show that I love the swimming history, the history of swimming. I am a, All of us are huge um, swimming nudes. I'm from the Caribbean. I'm from an island in the Caribbean. I've heard of your name, but I know very little about you. So I would like to spend the next, the social kick, just getting to know you um, and and just talk about your life. Um, I mean, it's, 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 yeah. Let's see where it's going. And so I'm fascinated. Um, Let's, let's go back to the very, very beginning. Uh,
0: Yeah. Your is where you were born. Yeah. What was was born? Go ahead. I was born on April 15, 1955. Yeah. In Curacao, I uh, I am the oldest uh, of five children, and my father came from Curacao, and my mother is a Dutch uh, lady from Holland. Um, who? So so
2: so, what was life like? I have a I have a I have an image here. Um, is this your mother?
0: Yes, that's my mom, Emmy.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. So what was life like for you then um, in Curaçao? How, how What was the population of Curaçao? What, what was life like in Curaçao in the 50s and in 60s?
0: Yeah, uh, my parents, they know each other. They learn each other in Holland. My father was at the Navy's at the end, in the years forty, halfway 40s, 50s. And then he wanted to go back to Curaçao. Because he, yeah, he wanted to, to start a new life in Curacao. But first of that, he was in Holland and he was by the navy. So he go to Curacao because he wanted to be a policeman. And my mother follow him after a few months with the boat to Curacao. So, who are, who are these people? Oh, you know who she is. That's my. It's the mother from my. Grandmother, 79 years old. Wow. She get 70 years, 79, uh, 97, sorry, 97, 97 years, old. years old. Wow. Yeah, The women in the family are very strong. My <laughs> other grandmother was 95 here in Holland, also 95 years old. Yeah, so That's... I, when I was a baby, I go to the beach from two, three months already. My mom take me on her, on her arms and put me in the salt water. She, she put the water on me. And I think that was the beginning when I love the sea, the swimming, the water. And yeah, in Curacao, you know what, it, look, it's a Caribbean, it's hot there, warm. So we always go to the beach. Every time when we have vacations or something like that, we go to the beaches. Mm-hmm. So I I grew up with the beach and I love the water. I love the sea. And I think there the beginning starts well, for me this was the swimming with starting with swimming. Mm. These What's are that? the neighbors from us. Yeah. I'm the second one on your right hand upstairs.
2: What, what, what were there pools that you guys had access to? Was there, no. was there even
0: a pool in Curacao? Uh, When I start with swimming, I start swimming in the beach. My mom learns me swimming, how to swim and how to survive in the the sea. There was not a pool. Later, when I was about nine years old, I start swimming by a swimming club. And that was the 50-meter pool, but salt water. They take the water from the sea, put the water in the pool. Mm -hmm. And then they throw it around, put fresh water again so that's why i start to swimming is for competition. um yes let me see no this is not the pool that is an, uh that is another pool it's not that pool it's a pool from the shell for people who are working by the shell they can swim yeah. over there so that's um, the oil
2: company in, 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 yes the oil for the company not yes. for me mm-hmm. so um so was, was that restricted then? Was it restricted, like, was it tough to get into pools, especially the, the, the was it a elitist pool that it was hard to get membership to get into?
0: Uh, that pool, what you see, just yes. was a membership, but not for us. The, mm-hmm. I was with my swimming club in the other pool where we train uh, in the 50 meter in seawater, salt water. But later when I was swimming uh, faster and more and more, then I, I can swim in the other pool for the, that was a pool from 33 and a half meters, 33 and a half meters. That's
3: and amazing. that
0: was, uh, the water was sweet there. Yeah.
3: What do you yeah. remember about that training? How, how frequently were you swimming and what were some of the practices? In, like?
0: In the beginning, when I start when I was nine year old, I start swimming twice a week and a year later three times a week and about when i was 11 years old i still uh, came up 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 up. i was one of the fastest girls already because i like to swim i like to race i like to uh, be number one all the time so i was in the beginning yeah 11 years 12 years i was the fastest woman from curacao already I start training with the men's because yeah, I wanted to beat the men's also. <laughs> Just yeah, so it starts with me. What it's- was it's remarkable? Go ahead, Sarburn.
1: What was what was the sporting environment like? Were there were was it sounds like you were very competitive from an early age? Did you did your parents support uh, swimming as a sport? And did you treat it like I'm here to to win more so than there to have fun?
0: In the beginning, it was for fun because, yeah, I told my parents I want to go to a swimming club and my brothers also want to go to the swimming club. And, yeah, after that, my parents saw me, okay, no, she wants more than go for fun. So they brought me some more days in the week so I can train more and more. And I think that was the time, 11, 12 years, when I started swimming. But when I make a... it's not. So fast if you think it's the same as in Holland it was more for fun all wow. the people in the club are swimming for fun and have fun with each other not for racing mm-hmm. i want to race
1: <laughs> was that was sport common though in those in those days saying um you know choosing swimming was swimming a popular sport to do or were there were a lot of other kids doing other things that were more popular no,
0: it was not popular uh Also, uh, and included the the local people, a lot of local people couldn't swim there. The most of the people who could swim were people from Dutch families or other families, but the local people, the most of them couldn't swim. So it was special to to go to swimming because we can swim. My mother learned on swimming on the beach, but it was not normal for the local people because the most of them couldn't swim at the time.
2: Do you realize how remarkable that statement is, gentlemen? Curacao is a very small island. The current yes. population is only 150,000. Back then, it's probably 70, 80,000. Yeah. I mean, you were probably three minutes from water. You were, The water was in your backyard. So that's, but it, it was in my, the guy who taught me to swim, Joey Kaufman. Joey Kaufman introduced swimming to Trinidad in 1957. Swimming did not exist in Trinidad before then. And I think that's common for
0: many Caribbean islands. The yes. sport of swimming was just not in, in the island, correct? No, no, that's right. We hmm. have a lot of sea and nice beaches, but a lot of people and the parents of the kids couldn't swim. So they don't go to the beach or somewhere else to them because they say, yeah, we cannot swim. When something happened there, we cannot help you. So they go uh, away from the beaches.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's true. When-
2: when you started getting better, the um did uh, were you able to um was Curacao able to help support you on your journey up until fifteen? Like, were you able to go to swim meets? Did you ever go to the states? And and re- I mean, at the time, George Haynes was was doing legendary work at Santa Clara. Were you ever able to do to do trips away?
0: uh my first trip was on curacao when i lived there i was 13 years old and i go with the coach toast Beumer. she was from the olympic mexico Mm -hmm. and she was to curacao to uh, give training there for the clubs and i go with her to the pan-american games and i was 13 years old that was my first big event there and i was i i got there the third place and It was one-thousandth of uh, difference with number four. So I get the fourth place, but we had the same time, but it was one-thousandth of difference. So that was my first first meet.
2: At age 13, you represented Curacao at the Pan Am Games and you came fourth by one-thousandth of a second. Yes.
0: Yeah. And after that, they'd say, we don't do not do any thousands anymore. It's the last time
2: yeah
0: yeah but I go to Holland on my 15th so then I go to Holland to Amsterdam and there I start training very fast but in the Caribbean it was okay it was for fun and uh, not not really what uh, special special
1: special. Yeah. Tell, tell us about that move to Holland. What what led to the decision to move, and how did you know which? My parents,
0: yeah, my parents were divorced. They're divorced. They are divorced. So mm-hmm. my mother chose with the five kids to go to Holland.
3: Wow. Whoa. And
0: uh, yeah, it was hard for her to stay on Curacao, so she make a choice. Now we go to Holland. So you all of you have a better future in Holland than on the small island there. Mm -hmm. So I think after that for me was the best choice because I think when I don't go to Holland I've never been a good swimmer like I did before. Never. So yeah. But what was that like,
2: If You showed up in Holland and it's very different. You see snow yes. for the first time. People are super tall. I mean, it's a culture. Yeah. As a everything old, everything
0: is different because live in the Caribbean is uh, okay. You see you tomorrow. Don't worry. I'll be happy. Yeah. And in Holland, everything is uh, is straight, is correct. Be on uh-huh. time. Go there and wash your hands and take your clothes off. After swimming, change another swimming suit. I never did it in the Caribbean. You oh. swim, you keep the same uh, swimming suit. There you swim all the meets, But in Holland, you have to do a lot of things. Everything is different. Hmm. So I have to get used to that. And my coach at the moment, Willie Storm, she uh, she told me what to do and how I have to do this and why I have to do it. So, OK, I think about it and I did all the things she told me. So that was very, yeah, it was difficult. But in the beginning was also difficult when we came to Holland because we don't have a house, nothing. My mother came there with five kids and we don't have a house, nothing. So we go to uh, some friends, but they were still 70s people. And we stay there with seven people in a small house. So, yeah. And yeah, it was difficult for us.
3: Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a, like you said, a really big transition on so many levels. Um, how would yeah. you continue to swim and use swimming maybe to help you through that difficult time?
0: Yeah, I I go very fast when I was in Holland. I go to the club because I wanted to go to do something. I go mm-hmm. to want to go to the club. Mm-hmm. So I go to the club in Amsterdam. And yeah, I start swimming there, and they see me. They see how I was swimming. Okay, they were very happy, and okay, I did very well. Wow, they was very surprised about me. Mm-hmm. But after that, a few months, we leave to another place in Holland because yeah, we couldn't stay by the family because it was too yeah very yeah. busy with all the little kids and me. So we go to another place, Alkmaar. It's about an hour from Amsterdam.
3: Mm-hmm
0: and yeah so i told my coach sorry i have to go i have to move because yeah we couldn't stay there and yeah she said yeah no i want i want you to stay here in amsterdam because yeah you have to train here with us and uh, yeah okay and so she was helping us the family to yeah looking for a house somewhere but it was very difficult because the winter came and we stay in a summer house very cold there and uh, my mother was looking for work too. So yeah, she have to work, look for work there. And in a few months she found work in another place in Alkmaar. And so we get a, a house in Alkmaar, but the distance to go to Amsterdam was very heavy. And after school I have to go to the train and stay an hour in the train and to make my homework and to go training. And after the training, one hour back again So it was too late for me. Everything uh, was difficult to to stay and to keep training like that. So now a few weeks, I move in by a friend of mine in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. And I stay there at her house and we go to school together. And so the training and everything was easier for me to do.
1: It sounds like your mother was able to see your uh, how how good you were at swimming and support that. That's a big thing yes.
0: yes. let her child and, go away. Yeah, and the, and the coach, uh, she was looking with the swimming association from Holland mm-hmm. to find a house in Amsterdam so the whole family can come back to Amsterdam so we can live together. And they found after a year a house for us. And so if the family uh, was complete and yeah, we stayed together, but it was a y- after a year and I go I, in the weekends, I go home to see my mother and the families, of course.
2: I was just saying yeah. that um, I, I remember the transition for me when I left Trinidad to go to Canada and I sat in a classroom for the first time and I looked around me and I had never been in a classroom full of people with the same color skin as me, full of white people. Everywhere I, I remember, literally saying, "Wow, hey, wow. a room of a hundred people who are all white." How many swimmers were black in your club, in your conference meets, in the country of Holland swimming? And how that? How, in my how,
0: club, were three people. Three people were black. I was one, and two other peoples. Uh, the other peoples, the parents, the father was from Suriname. Mm-hmm. So that that were we. Three of us were the only people. The other was. All the people were right, yeah.
1: Did you encounter any prejudice? Do I what? Did you encounter any prejudice in, during that time? No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah.
0: For me, uh, you know, in Holland, uh, yeah. For me, it was, it was not, uh, yeah. The people were very nice, very special. Everybody in Holland. Uh, I think it's it was the best club I couldn't get in Holland. There, very mm. social, very social. Everybody.
2: Hmm. Yeah. So, so you're 15, 16 years old, and the Munich Olympic Games are coming up, and you you obviously you qualify, but you make a big decision to swim for yes. Holland and yep. not Curacao. Would you explain this decision?
0: Yeah, it was very difficult to uh, swim for Curacao. When I swam for Curaçao, I couldn't swim for Holland. And the point was also that in Holland, when you are in the Dutch team, you go everywhere. You have a lot of international meets in Europe, over, all over the world. In Curaçao, when I swam for Curaçao, I have to pay everything by myself. And I, when I go to the meets, I have to go alone. I have to pay for the flights, I have to pay for the hotels, I have to pay for the meets, everything. Mm-hmm. And Curacao was is a poor island, so they couldn't pay that for me. So that's mm-hmm. why I make a choice. So it's better for me to swim for the Dutch team, so they can pay everything. And I have more experience with the meets and competitions.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
0: in Holland, they pay everything. So I don't have to go to fly to Curacao to go for a meet somewhere else, but it's too expensive, and I didn't have the money also to fly and to go everywhere.
2: If Curacao were funded and did have the money and the facilities, would it be a question if you swam for them or not? If they if they had the funding to support you?
0: Um, yeah, that was what I was thinking. It was it, it's difficult mm-hmm. because I cannot go with the team everywhere. I Have to go alone everywhere, you understand. Mm-hmm. So, I, I make a choice to stay and to swim for Holland mm-hmm. because then, uh, yeah, then I'm one of the team members. And in ah. Curacao, I'm the only one. I so was, I make a choice to swim yeah. for Holland, that's why.
2: No, I, I, I feel you. I, I have represented Trinidad and being the only person at the meet, and you don't have a masseuse and a physio and a doctor and a nutritionist you nothing. might have I, I might bring my friend who's my coach or something that's it you have no yeah.
0: no and- no that's true also and in holland you have the doctors you have uh, the masseurs everything what you have what you need you can get it mm-hmm. and when you're not one of the team from holland from the dutch team yeah you stay outside and you you have nothing there that's the that's the trouble
2: yeah i hear you so you yeah. went to the munich olympic games um a monumental games in swimming um you were you know, 17 years old you t- talk about that games H- how many finals you made what were the events in? what was that experience like your first olympic game
1: yeah
0: yeah um i make six times and i make the finals and uh for me it was one of the biggest um things what I was going for, for the Olympics. It was one of my biggest meets. So it was a a very big, nice experience to see and to enjoy. But after that, I say, I go for another one because now I know what it is to be, to go to the Olympics. But it was uh, very hard. I swim six times the finals there. Uh, And yeah, I, I did. I swim all my times were the best times I swim. I was one of the best swimmer at that moment from the Dutch team. No one of the swimmers get to the finals. And I was the only swimmer who make all the starts. I go to the finals. It was hard. And, but I learned a lot because you have to swim when you go swimming in the morning, you have to swim on your best times to make the finals. Right. When you don't make your best times, you're out of it. So I remember that and I, yeah, I was concentrated to go for my best with everything. And for a hundred meter freestyle, you have to swim three times. The series, the, the, the B final, a final. Mm-hmm. And that was very hard. And every time I have to make and to go for the best times again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I like to do that and it was a very good experience. And I thought I want to be go to another Olympics and that was in 1976. Mm-hmm. So now I know how it is to go there because yeah, we are a small island in Holland also. And when you come up from uh, the beginning to the starts, you have to walk in the stadium, swimming stadium. So yeah, I don't get used to that. So it was uh, okay, what happened here? <laughs> but you have to, uh, yeah, pay concentrate for the meat. But I did very well, I think, for that moment. Yeah,
2: I looked at some of your me, so I saw that you finally 100 free, you went a 006, you let off the four by one relay with going 59, so you broke a minute leading up the four by one, 200 backstroke um uh, uh, 200 freestyle what other events did you did did you swim in and and i mean guys have you heard these events
0: it's a heck of a schedule (laughs) for a 17 year old Mm -hmm. yeah it's a it's a it's a heavy because i swim uh, backstroke and freestyle and i can Uh. swim fly also but i have to make a choice what are you swimming because the backstroke and freestyle are on the same day Mm-hmm. And the time between back and freestyle are, is very small. Mm-hmm. Oh. In, a, in a, between a half an hour, you have to go again. So I make the most of the times, I make the choice to do for the freestyle. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you want you to do are... one thing good and a relay. Yeah, I always swim also in the relays. Hmm.
1: Was that was that common in those days to swim such a heavy event schedule, or were there athletes that were specializing in one or two events?
0: Uh, yeah, I think there are people who can do that, and Mark Spitz can do everything. And eh? you remember, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he can swim everything, but for me, it's yeah, I have to make a choice, and I don't get used to swim more than one two. Two hits uh, two yeah after each other so I make a choice to do one of these.
1: Hmm. I'm curious yeah. to know so we do want to get into Montreal and, and and the rest of the career but I'm curious at this point in your career, especially after the Munich games do you remember much about what your training schedule was like and also what you learned from Munich in terms of how your how your races turned out your race strategies that you were what sorts of improvements you were looking to make?
0: yes of course Uh, normally i make the schedules in holland after munich we see it every year we not we not are training for over four years we train for the next year because the next year we have a european champion of some of a world champion so we train for that time for for that for for this thing Mm -hmm. but uh in holland it's difficult sometimes because uh in may we just go train outside so the swimming pools are closed inside the summer is coming so you have to go outside to train in a 50 meter pool Uh but sometimes the weather is very bad here it's 15 16 17 degrees and you have to go outside Sometimes you cannot make your, your your trainings program, you cannot follow it because it's too cold. Sometimes my arms were freezing and uh, yeah, I'm from the Caribbean, so uh, I don't get used so much to the cold water there, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and still now I don't like it.
1: <laughs> Me but, too. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, the programs were so that I have to, to make more kilometers more kilometers and i remember i go to uh uh, mission viejo with another girl from the dutch swimmers and to train by mark schubert to do some experience and to train better because the weather is much better than in holland so that's yeah that was for me for for the olympic games in 1976 Mm -hmm. but yeah we do some more technical things i do what more uh what zeg you dat, Jan? With weights? Weights? I train with weights. Uh-huh. Yeah, so yeah. Uh-huh. A little more of the things.
2: Hmm. In, in, in those four years, I want to talk about the cultural aspect of what you experienced as well. So, uh, correct me if am I'm am I wrong. You are the first black swimmer to make an Olympic final in 1972. I, I don't know of any other who may have made an Olympic final, but in those finals, you started seeing 13 year old girls, Cornelia Ender, for instance, first made in their parents at 13 years old in those games. And then, you know, the, the rise, um, the, the East Germans were always there in swimming, as were the West Germans, as were the Hungarians. But what was the, you know, what was the, the landscape of swimming like um, in those four years? How did it start to change? You always had the Americans, Shirley Babashoff, these people, but you started to see a difference in those four years,
0: or an evolution of the landscape. You know, yes, so? yes. After the world champions in 1973, that was the first, first one Olympic, yeah. Yeah, 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 in Belgrado. Yeah. Then the uh, the East German girls came, come, came to them. Uh, they came up, whoop, and very fast. So everything changed. That from that moment everything changed because it, all the, the DDR girls came there. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was so strange for me, and for I think for everybody. Because they don't speak with nobody. They don't speak uh, to say nothing. They don't have a talk with you. They don't They don't do nothing. So, yeah, it was a very uh, big change what I have experienced at that moment. But for me, also was very difficult because all the time the interviewers told me, why don't you get number one in it? Why don't you go faster than them? And it was for me difficult because yeah i was training very hard very fast and but i never can beat them because yeah after after everything you know why we can beat them yes
1: Yes. did you know at the time did you know something did you know something was strange happening at the time yes
0: yes i always thought there was something strange but you don't know what because after all the meets we have to go to the doping control and the doping control was okay The the German girls, okay, nobody had nothing. All the tests, what they did was okay. So, But in my mind, I think, in my head, I always think there must be something why they always won everything. But I couldn't know. I didn't know what's wrong.
3: Yeah, like you said, that's a very interesting perspective. And like you said, it starts to maybe play mental games with you, start looking at probably all your competitors' So the East Germans that you're like, man, since they came up so quick, what are they doing? Or was it other countries and other places as well?
0: They were very tall. And when they were behind me somewhere and they were speaking, you just think, oh, there's some men behind me. They were talking like men. Remember this? this, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, oh, because the choice was... Just like men's, they were talking. So hmm. that was the thing I was thinking. Hmm, it's strange. Why did they speak like that, like a man? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But
2: that's an important consideration because at the time there was a massive domination in swimming by the USA men. Mark Spitz yeah. winning everything. And in 1976, the USA men set records in almost every event. However. It was not a sudden rise, as astronomical, and it weren't physical attributes changing that led to suspicion. That was the difference, don't you believe?
0: So, yes. Yes. I yeah. I think so. But yeah. Cornelia Ender, she yeah. spoke. She speak normal. Hmm. Cornelia Ender was. You don't hear nothing from her. She mm-hmm. speak like a woman. But mm-hmm. most of the other swimmers. And the different thing was there were more good swimmers, and in one year you never see them back. You don't know what's happened with them. Mm. They were very good at that moment, and a few months later, you never still saw them back.
1: Huh. So there was that, this that was very
0: strange, also.
1: Yeah, so there was just continuously this. Um, you yeah. know, yeah, they of- were
0: yeah, they were continu- uh, checking and yeah I think something with the hormones eh? when it's not okay okay they don't go to the meat so they take them away from the meats. that was always uh, busy.
2: What did that do to you? so you go to 1976 you've had three years of this you get on deck and did that make you fast I just want to take them down even more What did that do to your racing and drive you? You mean uh,
0: after that? Of, uh, no, uh, like
2: in 1976. Yeah. Did, did you just get fed up? Are you like, oh, come on. And it drove you to perform yes. better than you made? have? drove
0: it drove me every time to go better and better, of course. But the difference between uh, the DDR and me was too big all yeah. the time. And she was taller than me and uh, she was faster. But every time I had in my head, okay, now I want to go. I want to beat her. Every time again. And I have the competition with her. Then I go for it. But it was impossible after that. Impossible. You go to the 1976
2: Olympics. And you make a number of finals. And you get two bronze medals. You, You drop three seconds in your 100 freestyle and go 56. Yet still end up coming third. Even because two people ahead of you break the world record. You have a remarkable Olympics. You swim... So yeah. your best times by far. Um, yes,
0: for me, for sorry. me it was for me it was uh yeah my best what I could do at that moment. I couldn't go faster. It was and I remember I was with Shirley Babashov mm-hmm. she was also there, mm-hmm. and she was once, she was twice, and I was third. But it was yeah, you have to fight to fight, but it was uh yeah, very difficult for us to one.
2: Mm. There's a very famous story of the Americans um, winning that 4x100 freestyle relay in the yes, last year, finally yes. overcoming. Describe your perspective of this moment.
0: Yeah, I well, we were there also with our relay team, mm. but it was very, very uh, exciting because nobody from the... Didier thought that uh, somebody else could win there, mm-hmm. but it was it was very nice to see that uh, the four girls from the States won that game. Everybody was for, oh, they beat him. Wow, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we were, I think, fourth or fifth over there. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So-
1: So eventually, you know, all the news would come out after uh, the investigation or report in was it 1990 that would substantiate everything that you all knew at the time that these Germans were doping and there was systematic doping going on. But also those reports indicated that there um, that this was done without the knowledge of the swimmers and, you know, without them actually knowing. Do you do you believe that to be true? And if so, do you have any sympathy for those swimmers, uh, especially as you talk about them having come in, been successful for one year and then they're discarded? Yeah. What are your thoughts about that?
0: Yeah, it was very strange for me but I uh, when we heard about uh, in the uh, in the years 1990 about things from the, the it was a shock for me because we always thought there was something, but we didn't know what's wrong with them. So it was a very shock for me to hear that the DDR use uh, anabolas and everything at that moment it was a shock. But later, a few years ago, I met Cornelia Ender. We met each other. I don't know if you know that. Mm-hmm. I go to uh, Cornelia Ender and we meet each other and we spoke with each other. The thing was that Yes, I was there with her. She told me different things that she didn't can speak and with nobody. That was, uh, what is for That was not permitted to speak with other swimmers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was in training from, I think, eight, nine years old because she wanted to go for the swimmer. She was the best swimmer there. So she wanted to be a swimmer. From eight, nine years old, she go to a special school. She didn't know what's happened. Take away from her family, right? They took her away from from her family. Yes, from her family away to an internet to go to train there. She thought that, yeah, okay, to be a good swimmer, they take some blood and they told her you get some vitamins to take and you can do this. But she didn't know. Nobody knows what was wrong there. That's so she told me. So, yeah. So I after that I, I have another look about her and the other team because it's not nice when they do all a lot of things with your body and you don't know what's happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
2: Why yeah. are they still considered Olympic champions? Why, why aren't you Olympic? Why are they still in the record books the <laughs> Olympic champions? Yeah, they wanted to be the best of the world, yeah. No, but still, still to this day, the okay, those so swimmers who beat you, they are still considered the Olympic champion. Why why hasn't it changed for you to be the gold medalist?
0: Yes, the international committee from the Olympics, that's all Tianjan. They don't want to chase it. And yeah, I feel so sorry because the International Olympic Committee, they say, Yeah, no, it's a long time ago. We cannot do nothing anymore about it. But yeah. I don't think it's nice because everybody wants to have a gold medal, medal, and when you have a gold medal, then you are the best of the world. But the yeah, I feel so sorry and yeah, angry about it, about this because I know a lot of sporters from the whole world. Everybody was fighting to get uh, yeah the medals they have to get, but well. the Olympic. International Olympic Committee they don't want to do it anymore and it's so sorry yeah I feel uh, pain in my heart also
3: no definitely I, I think this is something that but they need it's to go eh?
0: so I I go farther with my life I don't stay from uh, oh I'm sorry no I have to do I have to go farther with my life I cannot be uh, so uh, from yeah yeah
3: mm-hmm. certainly and yes. obviously, um, like you said, you're moving on from it, but what do you think they could do to rectify this? Is it giving medals? Is it just changing the names and the results? What do you think would...
0: Yes, I think they have, they have to do that. Yeah, I think that was fair to do that and to to, uh, to give everybody the medals they swim and they have, yeah, what is it? What they earn.
2: I yeah, think about- they
0: have to do that. And I think with me, all the sporters think like that, thinking like this. Yeah, that is fair.
2: They, yeah. uh, do, do you consider yourself an Olympic champion? Maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and the world champions also, eh?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Also yeah. the same.
2: So there's there's a stat I saw that of the 11 major medals that you've won, Europeans, Worlds, and Olympics, they have proven that you were beaten in 10 times, not 11, because one time was Shirley Lavashoff, 10 times was proven that it was, they were proven drug cheats. That's what I, I've read this. That's yes. remarkable. You were. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like proven, like like the, the two doctors in 1990 found the files, found the names, said yes. this athlete was in this program, and this athlete went on to beat Enith at the World Championship. Like it was there, it's all in records. It's not yes. just essay. So, you are you are five time world record holder. You 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 set world records in showcase world championships as a black yes. in 1974 maybe I, I don't know for sure, um, but that's I, incredible.
0: From yeah, from 1973. 73. Um, that uh, yeah, after Munich and then the world champions, European champions, world champions again. Yeah.
2: You you um you are 100 you hold 100 dutch records you are the top swimmer in holland In i mean and so gentlemen holland in the 1970s there was one sport it was soccer it was your heart yes. it was yes. Two yes. World Cup finals, okay. and you were a legitimate star with you of course i mean you were out there the one of the top athletes in in a, in a country that was soccer crazy describe but yes. it was like how were you welcomed if you're not you were not championed by the ioc still but how were you welcomed back home What was that like for you?
1: Yeah,
0: I was with Johan Cruyff. Uh, We were the best sports sporters of the year, twice. And Johan Cruyff, by the man, and I with the women. So we met each other. And yeah, Holland gave me a lot of uh, surprise prizes, onderscheidingen. What is it, Jan? Holland gave me a lot of. uh, How do you say that?
3: Honor honors yes honors yes
0: Mm honors yes and yeah the biggest honors i got from the queen here also a paper and things But yes it's it's difficult because yeah wait you know and how long you don't get rich from from swimming no and soccer (laughs) or basketball or something else (laughs) uh, you are rich man
1: yeah there's not too many places you get rich from swimming no
0: no no
3: I'm at curious. the moment,
0: at this moment, the girls and boys they get some more money. They do, but yeah. In my time, you don't get nothing. Yeah, yeah, you get the radio. You get the radio to go.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm A curious. Chair.
0: You get the chair for your house.
1: Yeah, the t-shirt. <laughs> t-shirt.
0: T-shirts,
1: t-shirts, yes. yes, one t-shirt. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, one, one t-shirt. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm curious about that because that's, you know, as a we're in in the year 2021, we we look back upon this era of swimming. And one of the things that stands out the most is the age. I mean, we've talked about some of the ages here. And of course, you know, systematic doping will help a 13 year old get on the Olympic podium. But even 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 um, non dopers were uh, the best among the sport were oftentimes teenagers, maybe even people in their early, early 20s. And there wasn't a career beyond that, that age. Whereas today, there is professionalism in sport. And even if they're not making much money, we see athletes swimming into their 30s. Yes. What, what were your thoughts at the end of your career? Did you feel like you had more left? Or had you already decided this is the age and therefore I stopped swimming? No,
0: uh, I swim. I think, 10 years and a few years in Curaçao. For me, was it was okay because I was the oldest swimmer At the time, I was 21, 22, and all the swimmers were 13 years, 14 years. So you don't have a connection anymore with the younger swimmers. So I thought I go to the last uh, world champion, and then it's okay. For me, it's enough. Because when you are the oldest swimmer of the team, that's not fine also. No. So Mm -hmm. that's why I quit at the moment. Nice. but i go for uh, home for softball i play softball after that for fun with, the, with with the team i go for tennis to do something else and i still keep training for more than 10 20 years eh? to train up to build up down so i don't stop immediately i keep training training because i have to uh, build up that down that's what the doctor told me don't stop keep training but uh, eh you have to keep training your whole life.
2: That's hmm. good for this too. So Yes. Hmm. So you, you, and then you went to Curacao and you opened a swimming school. Describe this. Why did you go home? Why did you open that school? Why was that important to you?
0: Yeah, my, my husband, he finds a job on Curacao. That's why we're going. My husband is teacher in the school. So mm. there was, a, yeah, they were looking for a teacher. So he uh, write a card and everything. So... That's why the that was the reason why we go to Curacao back,
3: mm-hmm.
0: because when he, when you don't have work there, you cannot you cannot stay in life, you you cannot live there. So you have to go for a job there. Otherwise, it's impossible to go to an island there when you don't have a job. So we have a job there. we find one, and then we go for three or six years, mm-hmm. but we stay there for twenty years. The kids growing up there go to school. Uh, I have yeah, another um... what. I have another baby there, so the number three years coming there. And yeah, after all the times I started swimming with a swimming school because I find out there that the people who are there, there's no lot of things to do for the kids. I was the first lady there who give baby swimming, baby swimming and for little children. Nobody did it there. So I started the swimming club for babies, for children from one, two, three, four years, and for adults. I give aqua joking, aqua fitness. Nobody did it there. So for me, was the world was open to start with a lot of new different things there on the island. So I, I did it for 20 years till we go back to Holland at the moment.
2: How many people... Learn to swim in your swimming school like you have you i mean i i I swam in an era when curacao was known for water polo and swimming i played water polo against your your country many many times and they were amazing they were very organized um yes team is the the club is sitok it's a great club um so obviously things change a lot i mean you must have had a big part to do with that
0: Yes, the clubs are very good. There are a lot of swimming clubs at the moment, eh? at that time also. But there was nobody there who learned kids swimming. Mm-hmm. And the way they did it over there was very old. They did it on, on the way, so for 40, 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I came there with new inspiration. So how I learned swimming, how I learned the kids teach them to learn swimming, so for me it was uh, something new. no for there it was something new to uh, to uh, to find out how I was giving the lessons. But I had a lot of people there. Who, I think more than thousand people and children who learned swimming with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Your your name is on a pool now. They've named the piscina Ederbridge there. Your a beautiful mural of you is at the pool. In fact, there's a picture of the Dutch Olympic team training there right now in front of it and Kira Toussaint and these people are in front of your Muriel. So they've absolutely honored you and they value yes. you in your contribution. Um, what, what your name is not on their record books because even though your times are faster because you were not swimming for Kira, so I'm assuming, but why is it that I have not heard about you as the first Caribbean medalist? Is it, be, I mean, you, do, are, do you identify yourself as a Caribbean person?
0: Um, I'm from the Caribbean, I feel like a Caribbean girl, but yes, my, yeah, my future, my, my top sport career was in Holland. Yeah. And I think when I not go to Holland, I never been a, a, a swimmer like this. No way. I've never been a, a top swimmer like that. In Curaçao, I don't make that. So it's, yeah, I feel I'm from the Caribbean still. But it's uh, yeah, I know when I stay there, I n- have never been to the top. Never.
2: Most of our athletes who have excelled were not able to stay in the Caribbean past the age of 15. No.
0: Anthony Nesty,
2: no. George bovel Ali Atkinson, Janelle Atkinson, yeah. Aria most, Wallace. They all yeah, have the
0: most, yeah, you know why? Because I think there are better coaches everywhere. Curacao is a small island, they don't have. So good and so many good coaches. That's why a lot of people go away to uh, to to other coaches in the in the world. That's why
2: anyway, I believe this can change, and I do know that Trinidad has a fantastic facility now, and they are very good knowledge now in the Caribbean. So I do know this is just can change, and this will change. So I do encourage those listening that it is very possible to stay at home, just like Usain Bolt trained at home in Jamaica with Glenn yeah. Mills and became a superstar. I do believe it's happening now in the Caribbean, so I'm saying yeah. there is a future here. So I'm I'm glad. Don't you agree? So
0: I think it's well it's okay, but I don't think at the, at swimming. I swimming, I don't know no of the swimmers. It's a money too. Yeah. yeah, it's money too. And you know what's the point over there? Uh, I was coaching also there for the swimming team. The problem is that all the families, when they go outside, they have to pay everything. They have to pay the flight, they have to pay the hotels, they have to pay this and it's not for everybody uh, except, So not everybody have enough money to pay that for the children. That's the problem. So then they quit. That's why. And yeah, the parents, yeah, they have to pay a lot of things and it's expensive. And living on an island is expensive, you have to fly everywhere.
2: And and that really does not help the underserved communities in the Caribbean. You often see people of my skin complexion swim well because often their families have the money to support them, to yes. pay, pay for them to yeah. go to world championships. Um, also, the pressure of a 13-year-old. I was just telling my friend, 13 years old, I got a call, Luke, you've made your first national team. Can you go to, I forget where it was. And I was like, I cannot make this decision because I know my parents have to pay for this. And I cannot make this decision of a 13-year-old. And parents yeah. have that pressure as well. So mm. things have to change, and that's the big thing.
0: Yes, things have to change. That's true. Yeah. And swimming is in Curacao for people who can pay. That's the point.
2: Let's mm. let's talk about where swimming is going now, especially. This is Black History Month in the United States. And we are seeing um, we had our first... Uh, technically our first um, black female black Olympic gold medalist in 100 meter freestyle with amazing Simone Manuel um, Anthony Nesty. what he did in 1908 was, 1988 was nineteen eighty eight is legendary uh Leon Martindale uh, the, the list goes on Aliyah Atkinson list goes on talk to me about when you see this when you see the rise of of the uh, of people of color in the sport and yeah it's of, a big uh, change Talk about this.
0: Yeah, it's a big change. Of course, I can see it. I follow it. I see it. But uh, in the period, in the time I started with swimming, the black people thought, "Oh, we cannot swim. The only thing what we can do is uh, to run fast. We are not built for swimmers." And after a long time, okay, there came a up, and they believe in swimming. But in the years seventies, when I was swimming. Nobody thought, okay, we can be a good swimmer because they think no, it's impossible. But I don't believe that. I think it's uh, it's possible for everybody. When you have, uh, yeah, when you are a good swimmer, a good sporter, you can you can do it.
3: So, what gave you that confidence? Did you have role models, what maybe your parents or other athletes that you looked up to, or what? Gave I, think
0: I, role, I think I was a role. I think I a role model for Curaçao. And I think uh, maybe for another, yeah, for, for I think Suriname also, because Anthony Nesty was after me, the, the one of the biggest uh, swimmers from ever, eh? Olympic medal. So, but after that, I go to the Olympics, I saw on Curacao that a lot of clubs are a lot of people and kids coming to the clubs to swim there. But in the beginning, it was very low. But after my, I, after me, a lot of swimmers go more and more to the pools. Uh,
3: Definitely, I think it helps. Yeah, I think.
0: And I think in the state also, eh? hmm mm-hmm. oh, yeah. In the states also, yeah. No,
2: we are seeing the rise of young people of color in the NCAA system now. We have never seen that as much before. Have we, Brian or John? I mean, we, we we're seeing a rise now, but it's still it's still less than one percent. Um, there was a stat I saw of the seventy three thousand registered swimmers in the United Kingdom, wow. six hundred and sixty eight. Are registered as, as 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 non-white. That's less than half of a percent. So we still have a very long way to go. But you know, um, it- yeah. Do you work you, the community now? Do, are you still involved? Do you speak to the Dutch team? Do you work with Renomi
0: and Curaçao? Um, I will. I speak with them. Yeah, I, I speak with them. And sometimes I go to the watch the... When they have a meet in Holland, then I go to look and I speak with them. I know they have a training camp in Curaçao now at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I have contact with the coaches. But I'm not, I'm not coaching because, uh, yeah, it takes me a lot of time to coach and to go everywhere. So I'm not coaching, but I speak them, uh, yeah, oftenly. Yeah. And I'm still working in the pool. I still give uh, swimming lessons at the moment. Wow. So, yeah, I work till August and then I go, uh, wait, then it's time is over.
3: Yeah. Huh? It's cool. yeah, retirement. <laughs> I saw there's uh,
1: an aquatic center in Peter van den uh name. Is there an aquatic center in your name?
0: No, not yet. No. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no,
2: because because they need to change those record books they need to give you the recognition and it needs to be done also in English it hasn't been out there I'm telling you, we are swimming nerds I'm from the Caribbean I did not know this about you until I heard in fact, some of the most um, well-versed swimmers and coaches in the Caribbean have, have a misconception of where you're from or what you're about because it's just yeah. not out there but so,
0: it's a long time ago eh, for me Mm-hmm. And you still remember me, you still know me, but it's a long time ago. It it's 40 45 ago. years ago, eh? And you still know me. All the more
2: re- yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, w- what advice do you have for for still for um for that person from a small country in Africa who has this potential. You know, let's not yeah. think the Caribbean. Let's think about uh, 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 India. Uh, India uh, 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 Nobody in India can swim. Is that no, perception? No. That's what they say? It's a cultural thing. You know, mm-hmm. what, what advice do you have for people who have to fight these biases that are hearing from their own mother? Go and study medicine. Don't do this. You know, how did
0: you persevere? Yes, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's difficult. I think uh, where you grow up in the world, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the parts of the world are is changing a lot. But a lot of uh, countries, such as India and other countries, they don't change so much. No. I think uh, it's difficult to change the systems in the countries there. So everybody can sport, everybody can do this.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
0: very difficult to broke to break in there. It's no, very I, difficult. Yeah. It's very difficult, oh, it's yeah. It's... And the thing is uh, on the on the little islands in the Caribbean is that a lot of people and boys and girls after the high school, they go study, do the yep. study somewhere else. So they move from the islands, they go to Holland, to America, to uh, to other countries. That's very difficult. That's why we lost all the swimmers there. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I don't know how it is in Trinidad, but well, I know I in, Curacao, in Curacao, a lot of them are going.
2: When I finished university, I'm sorry, when I finished high school, I went to university to study. I was 17. Yes. I was like, no, I'm going to study. I finished. And I yes. had to find a pool. I happened to find a coach. And my career continued until the old age of 24. But I remember being on a national team at the Caribbean Island Swimming Championships and feeling so old and not connected i was 24 and they were 15 year olds and 40 yeah
0: yeah then you have they don't have connect with nobody it's difficult
2: it was very hard however maybe if i had swum with a team and i i met john and brian of my age and yeah right so it was hard to connect but Yeah,
0: I know. I understood that. And that's why I quit also when I was 21 years old, 21. Yeah. And yeah. And all the younger swimmers are coming and all the other ones are quit with swimming. And I stay there alone. For me, it was not fun anymore to go.
2: I asked Gustavo Borges a couple of days ago, what was his greatest achievement in swimming? Because he said, obviously, his children are his greatest achievement in life. But in swimming, what was his... The race that he will never forget. What about you? What was that moment? Was it your world record, your medal, your first Olympics? What do you think was the one that brings you the most pride to you?
0: Um, for me, it was in the beginning, uh, uh, Munich was for me the first big meet. Uh, for me, it was uh, very important that I can make the finals. Mm-hmm. I That I can get in the finals because, yeah, that was very hard, very difficult to make the finals. That was in the beginning. So I was happy to go in the finals. But after that, you want more and more and more. Yes. And years after that, I go to the world champions. OK, I want to go by the first three. So for me, was the, the, the world champions in 1973 was a surprise because I get there the second time, second place. And I didn't. Yeah, was was completely a, a surprise that moment. And after that, I believe in myself. And yeah, I wanted to be by the first three people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Olympic swimmer. Olympics are one of the f- famous things in the world. Also, get a medal on the Olympics. Yeah, who wants that not? How
2: mm-hmm. did you manage to keep touching the wall? Be disappointed. By getting beat by somebody who you were, what's going on? And you got up, went next morning, trained, did the next meet and kept going. What what kept you going kept, when you kept getting knocked down? What kept you going? Uh, how do you mean? What kept you Every time you touched a wall, yeah. you got a third place to yeah. somebody you suspected that was just not right. Yeah, yeah. Hurt you. How did you get up to go again and fight that fight again and do better? Yeah,
0: you won, yeah uh every time you want to go better and you are thinking what's go wrong in that in the in the race what was not good in the race for me this every time i i was thinking okay that was not okay that was good i have to do this i have to go start earlier with this or later yeah you learn from all the races you are swimming every time you learn things again new i was learning yeah to start faster with sprint of to, yeah, to keep it. Yeah, a lot of things. You learn from all the meets you're learning. You're learning better and better and better and better.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's beautiful. That's one thing that will never change for sure. Anath, we just have a couple of quick questions to finish up with, some fun stuff. What's what's the hardest race in swimming?
0: The hardest race? <laughs> The, the difficult race is to want to fly. That is the <laughs> yeah. hardest thing for me.
1: <laughs> Would you rather have an Olympic gold medal or a world record?
0: Yeah, Olympic medal. Olympic. You- but uh, 100 meter swimming is also difficult. Hey, huh, Luke? Yeah. Hey, yeah. John. 100 yeah, yeah. meter yeah. swimming is also very difficult to go. It's yeah. not easy.
3: No, it's not. I know. I it's not was pretty good not at 90 easy. meters.
0: no and it might in my time there was not 50 meters but we swam 50 meters also but it was not international right but 50 meters is also difficult to swim everything (laughs) have to go good and fast
1: Uh uh-huh that's so true yeah yeah who's the i don't know if that was a gary thing pound for pound the hardest race in swimming 50 free. i'm just waiting (laughs) for somebody else to say that besides him so maybe to steal your thunder on that, what's one event or innovation in swimming that did not exist in your time that today is amazing and you think, wow, that would be so great to swim while we had that? Is there anything about swimming today?
0: Yeah, it's it's different. Uh, at the moment, when you go, your coach can go with you. In my time, the coach has to stay home and you go with, uh, mm. with the team, with another coach. Oh. But these are things that are changed in the last uh, 10, 10, years is everybody can go with the coach to the meet huh?
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: yes well, and in my time it was not not possible. you go with the team and yeah you have to accept another coach uh-huh. And this is at the moment uh, is the change.
2: So when Everybody, you were 18 years old, you—I mean, 15 years old—you went to a meet with no coach, and you had to figure it out on yourself. That's incredible. No,
0: I, I was very lucky because my coach was an international coach, also. Okay. So she go everywhere where I was. She was in the team from Holland. Okay. So uh-huh. I was very lucky at in, in the time, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's not normal. It's not. Uh,
1: well, let's talk about somebody then who you probably inspired with Renomi, who's of, of both Japanese and Surinamese uh, descent, but uh, one of the best Dutch swimmers of all time. Assuming that you and Renomi had the same training techniques, the same pools, the same equipment, who wins straight up in 100 freestyle, you or Renomi? <laughs> <laughs> I go. <laughs> 56 and yeah. 1976 and is so you know bad. what
0: also different was i i had very fast times eh, and 25 yeah. meters oh. i had world records right and that time they've done it was they wasn't uh, what was yeah. your times
2: i couldn't find your times what was your world record in 100 meter freestyle show course meters
0: 55 23 wow. and 175 150, yeah. No, one, one, what is it? 157.
2: 157 for 200, 200 meters. Wow. In 1973. Wow. Incredible. Yeah, that's
0: but it was not official, eh? Official. offices.
1: Yeah. Oh. All that time. But so that. 85
0: meters, they don't count at the moment, eh? When I was swimming.
2: Wow. Oh, that's what. So you set the world, they were world best, but not world records. Yeah, not world records, world best,
0: yeah, because in the most, yeah, at that time when I was swimming, there were not uh, world records. That's why Atkinson
2: is the first uh, black world record holder, first Caribbean world record holder of woman. That's why, you know, that's why all these things happen now, because back then we didn't have the disqualification of the drug cheats. We didn't have the built, we didn't have the, the official short course world records, we didn't have these things.
0: Understood.
1: Okay. Yeah. God, those times are so fast when you consider a two foot forward start. Uh no I, dolphin kicks. Goggles? No, no, no goggles. No goggles. And no goggles. In, in
0: the Caribbean, I swim with with nothing. No goggles, nothing. And Sweet. then when I go swim in Amsterdam, when I go to with my family to Amsterdam, I couldn't swim without the goggles. My eyes were Train, well crying 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 the whole day from the water and in curacao i never swim with goggles never well see, it's a big difference
1: yeah what a yeah. huge difference wow well we want to be respectful of your time and thank you so much for spending this time with us it's such a pleasure to get to know you and to hear some of the history and um and it's, and it's an important story for, uh, for all of us in swimming to know, uh, today. So yeah, we really appreciate it. It's been, it's been a real honor.
0: Okay. Thank you very much. You for, uh, yeah, listen to my uh, story a little bit
1: <laughs> to be- Thanks so much. That, that's it for this episode of the social kick podcast, and we'll see you next time. Hey everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you're enjoying social kick, tell your friends about it and be sure to tell us what you liked by leaving a comment and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at The Social Kick Podcast. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Social Kick, and you can find all of our content on our website at thesocialkick.com.
2: Yeah, thank you, Inif. That was that. that was wonderful. I mean, um, I, how many English interviews have you done in English? Do you know?
0: Not so, not so much, not so much. No. I, not I, so I, much.
2: You talking at the Hall of Fame, you know, for three minutes or something. You talked about the role of your grandmother, you know, yes, from, from this from slavery, um, you know, and and where it started. That's incredible.
0: Yes. Yeah. My grandmother in uh, Curacao. Her mother and you show me the picture in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, she was uh, from the say, slavery time in Curacao in 1890, 1880. 80. Yes, she she uh, yeah she was at the time from the slavery.
2: You are inspirational as a woman. I mean, it, it, the, the, the 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 fight that you had put up um, and 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 the drive not only as a Caribbean athlete as a person of color but a, a woman who had to, I mean. Do you think there's a respect thing from the IOC that, I and mean, we're not recording, so I'm just postulating, a gender bias issue? Like, if this was an American man, they would for sure disqualify the East Germans, but not? I don't know. I'm just postulating. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's. you wonder about bias sometimes. Yeah, it's... Uh... You don't know?
3: Yeah.
2: It, no. It's difficulties.
0: Yeah.
2: Meg, it's what did boring. you think? That's good.
3: That was yeah, brilliant. Yeah,
0: that was so, so inspirational to listen
2: to you, Ines. You're great. Yeah, thank you. I, I have a question for you quickly. What is this What is this pool here? So this this one I'm about to share. Well, wow, what is this?
0: Um. This is in your book, which I want
2: to get a copy of, but I saw it. Yes, thing.
0: oh yeah, it's the 20, I see it. It's the 50 meter pool in Curaçao, the salt water pool. Oh. Understood. Yeah, that's the salt water pool, and uh, you have been in Curacao, Luke?
2: Yes, I have. Yes. Yeah,
0: it's by the by the yeah. mega pier. You know yeah, where okay. the, know is, the yeah. cruise ships yeah. are? Yeah, yeah. of yeah.
2: course. Yeah, it's right downtown. There. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's a
0: very old picture,
2: right? No, that is very different. That's why I
0: didn't recognize it because I've seen. Yes. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I
3: did not recognize this.
0: Yeah, I can see it.
3: Oh, yeah. All okay. right, and I, to I go. have to, off to work, so I have to jet. But thanks again. That was a, a yes. great yeah. chat with you. I really appreciate you taking the time out.
0: Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Right. And have a See nice day. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I, yeah. And I do have. Oh. I, I
2: have something else I want to ask you on. Um, I'm going to mute mute just for a second, and I want to. I want you just to. There's a. This is from the video they played at your Hall of Fame yeah. uh, production. This is you in Montreal, um, Yeah, this is right?
0: Amsterdam. Right. This is Montreal. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the one before was in Amsterdam. And mm. I had, yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll I it Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, Olympic, I think. Yeah. No, I think this is, yeah, I think this is Olympic.
2: Yes, yeah, so this looks like Montreal.
0: Yeah, yeah it looks like Montreal.
2: Were you sponsored by Arena? Was there any sponsor? Uh
0: the team, no, was there was no sponsor because we were sponsoring from Speedo. But I swam in Arena. Yeah. But I don't think this is no, this is Amsterdam.
3: Huh. Oh, that was sense. Amsterdam.
0: Because I this was 25 meter pool and uh-huh. I swim there. Yeah, 55. This is your world three. record. This is your world yeah, record.
2: 55 three. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah, and uh, I swim under four hundred meters that week that that weekend four six. You went
2: four six same weekend. Four
0: six, and that record was more than twenty years.
2: Yeah. Wow.
0: Four six.
2: You went four oh six in
0: four six, <laughs> and that was more. That was very nice. It was in uh, yeah there. Um, Dinges was very nice. This invitation.
2: Whoa. You know what it is? No, what's this?
0: Ja, die hoe heet dat ook alweer? Waar we waren in de Amerika met die dingen van de parade, de parade. Uh, hoe heet dat? Rose parade. Rose parade. Oh. yeah. yeah. I had an invitation parade. by the rose parade. Wow, huh. that was fantastic. Huh? It was so great over there. Wow, very right. nice in Pasadena. Uh
1: huh.
0: Yeah, it was very nice. Wow! I I get an invitation to go there.
1: Now, what, what, um, what sort of award were they giving you then? What's what was, uh, what, why the recognition?
0: Me, of because it was uh, women's sports. All you see, all the women's, the ladies. Yes. Uh, they had a parade car with all ladies from sport at that moment. Uh uh-huh. huh. golf players, tennis players.
3: Yeah all
0: all around the world. Wow. Yes. Wow.
1: Wow. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I was the first time I saw an American football game in the in oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And
1: Amazing. I broke
0: also the record from Ada Kok was 12 and a half years was standing in Holland 12 and a half years. And wow. I broke that record on 12102. 100 meters, 100 meters fly
1: 100 fly okay,
0: <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah,
2: curacao when you're 15 yeah this
0: is curacao with my friends on the beach
1: <laughs> it looks yeah. gorgeous
0: on the beach
2: oh it's uh, fantastic yeah, hasn't been a whole lot of
1: innovation in heaters since then
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> no
1: oh thank you for this yeah. this is a wonderful trip down um history
2: of what we want to talk about in honor yeah
0: Yeah. and you know why my why i want i want you to say something more Uh, why my grandmothers are so strong because my grandmother was yeah she was in the war period in the war she was in the the second world war in holland and she was always fighting fighting and working and go on the street did everything and she had to stay in in her house this is my mother's mother, yes. But my mother's mother was a very fast woman, very strong. And huh. her mother, also, for my grandmother, also, 95 years. And she walks to the city. That's about 30, 40 kilometers every day. Go out and walk and walk and walk.
2: What do you think she wow. was? Was she alive when you were? Winning your medals, what what do you think your mother who was, um, who lived in slavery times in Curacao? How do you think she would react to seeing her granddaughter on the world stage (laughs) beating these people and having prominence? And you know, what would she
0: say? Yes, yes, uh, yeah, the one, no. Did this, uh, let me see, I have another grandmother, eh? huh? because it was a very old lady, but my grandmother, yes. she was proud on me. She was very proud. Yeah, she was. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she was proud on me. Yeah.
2: Would she imagine that her family and her siblings would be in a, in a, in a white dominated sports, an elite sport and just being, you know, being a champion? It's it's a remarkable story legacy and and I think it's important for us to recognize. Yeah. So you
0: know? Yes, you know. Um, I remember when when yeah I was in Holland in that time when I was a good swimmer, and I came later. I came back, but my mother was not so people who talk so much. She was very yes. Yeah, she was smiling. And yeah, she likes me, but she was not so uh, to speak about the the, the swimming about me. No, yeah. But she was very happy and very nice, but not talking, talking, talking. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But my mother, she came in the years 50 to Curaçao and my mother say to me, yeah, it was a shock for me to go to Curaçao in the beginning mm-hmm. because it was so a poor island at the time. Mm-hmm. The people don't have money. She was crying and she was, it was very hard for her in the beginning to uh, to stay in Curaçao. Hmm. Where The big difference from Amsterdam and Curaçao in the years 50s, the beginning was early 50s, was very, very big. Hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: And and you went back and you spent 20 years there helping to build the
1: community. Lately. Yeah. Right? And you raised yeah.
2: children there. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, do, you, yeah. do you miss the warmth of Curacao this time of year? Yes, yes, of <laughs> course.
0: Of course, every day. My husband also, he wants to go back. Come me He wants to go back to Curacao. Smart, he's a smart man. He's not working anymore. He stopped in December, but he wants to go back.
1: Yeah, I don't blame him. Yes, Hello. This John
0: also. Hi,
1: John
2: hello hello how are you very good you um yeah wonderful we like
1: like the world of of the caribbean (laughs) Uh, the the winter fear i don't like
0: it he hates the winters No, (laughs) i get used to it i don't worry but he don't like it for me it's no problem the winters i like everything
2: Curaçao yeah. is very Caribbean. Um, we share a culture. We share the music. We share the beaches. We share yeah. the short the of V. There's, it, it's the English, the Dutch, the French, the, the Spanish-speaking Caribbean have yeah. a lot of similarities, yet we're never seen as one, one region. We're all seen as the English-speaking Caribbean, the Dutch, but mm-hmm. there's so much similarities. You have the same music feelings that we yeah. have. You have the yeah. same yeah. carnival, costuming. Yeah. The food is yeah. very similar. It's important we see this. Have you been yeah, there that's
0: true, that and you know it's also a multicultural culture yes. because yeah. yeah, we have so many cultures there. I think seventy cultures are living on a little small island in Curaçao from different I, islands over the whole world. I was just that
2: my. my, my My anthem says, every creed and race has an equal place. And we repeat this twice at the end of the anthem. We have 70 cultures, religions as well. So it was a massive shock for me, and that's right for you, to go to a nation, to go to an environment, that was different. I mean, did you see the color of your skin before you left Curacao? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, Did you realize this? No,
0: no, I never realized Mm. it. I never, because we live in a culture there from different cultures. I never look at my skin because everything is normal there. Mm -hmm. But what you told Luke is when you go to another land or country to live, Hey, Mm -hmm. then you see, okay, I'm black. I'm others than the other white cultures here, but I've never think about it when Mm -hmm. I live there.
2: Hmm. I, I say every single day I get reminded that I am not from here. And i be like, "Excuse me, what did you say? Or what was that word? Or, or, or they asked me my accent. Every single day, <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting. And, and I'm white, far less somebody who is of color. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's
0: hmm. yeah. That's mm-hmm. the same with white people in Curacao. They're born there, but they have a dialect in uh, in other places in Holland. But you cannot see from from outside. Hey, he came from Curacao. No, he looks like a Dutchman. Hmm. And yeah.
2: Are you in contact with Andrew Solomon from Curaçao? Andrew Solomon, who...
0: who he yes, there. yes, yeah. I know the family Solomon. Yeah, yeah. Solomon,
2: yeah, the, 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 the sister swam as well in university. So the Solomon yes, yes, us.
0: yeah. And I think they still live, they still in America now.
2: Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think so too. So, yeah, they they did
0: them. a lot of things with Sea Talk, eh? with yeah. uh, the swimming over there.
2: Yeah, oh, it's yeah. very, very good. When Curaçao, I played water polo from Trinidad as well. And when Curaçao came to play against us, we felt yep. we, we, we were playing against first world organized country. They were so yeah. organized and professional. But uh, when, which years
0: you were in Curaçao um, then?
2: Um, in the 90s, in the 80s and 90s. So, in an, and, and I played water polo in like 2000, 2001. But in the 90s mm-hmm. when I swam. So, I swam in the 90s and we swam CISC, which is the Caribbean Islands Swimming Championships. And we swim mm-hmm. against Curaçao all the time. Um, so, uh, yeah. I was there yeah. also then. You were there? Uh, see, yes, yes, I was, was there. The first in, I forgot what year. Uh, it was there, yeah. In I mean, the nineties. In the nineties, yeah.
0: I was there in the nineties because I go back in, uh, eighty yeah. nine, huh? Hmm. To yeah, eighty nine, and we go back to Holland in two thousand nine.
2: We have probably yeah, we met. There. We probably walked past each other on pullback. Yes, You know,
0: of... and you know when came on, eh? He was the organizer of all the water polos, also.
2: Well, that's how swimming started in the Caribbean, Mm. is for water polo, because you played water polo in the ocean, and then swimming came from this. That was water polo, was first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Water polo was in the ocean. Huh.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Was funny. Have to swim very far to get the ball if someone's throwing it
0: far.
3: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 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 true. I like
0: to swim in the ocean. Yeah, to, uh, go up in there.
3: it's yep. very
1: freeing.
2: Yeah, yeah. Brian's been yeah. to Trinidad twice. And the last time he and John came, they were they remarked at the open water community in the mm-hmm. Trinidad. Right, Brian?
1: Right. Yeah, it's quite large. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, I, I, well, I guess not being from an island, I would have always thought that there was a community who loved to get in the water and swim up and down in the ocean. Living in California, the water is so cold so yes when you you get to go swim in the caribbean it's it's really warm yeah it's warm that's true yeah it's quite a pleasure but um but yeah i mean luke said even though there was a great swimming open water community that that wasn't always the case that there are still a lot of people who don't know how to swim and um are are not accustomed to being in the water even though they're so close to it so um yeah i don't it's uh I, I certainly would be but I think it's I think it's fascinating to hear a story like yours where your uh your introduction to swimming was swimming in the sea'
0: Learn yeah. swimming in the sea that's the best
1: yeah best yeah
0: yeah yeah, no yeah. yeah. Uh, Brian you are Brian you are bicycling now
1: oh yes so uh, yeah you live in quite the uh, bicycle country don't you yes uh, yeah. yeah
0: everybody's bicycling here in Holland everybody
1: yeah it's we need that kind we of don't have
0: two cars but three bicycles
1: <laughs> yeah 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 i've got so i work for a bicycle company so that's why ah. i have so many bikes uh but yes I, I love to ride bikes and it's one of the reasons why i'll go to holland uh to to visit our office there and
0: oh, um, okay in arnhem
1: yeah in arnhem yeah for a ah. uh, company's called specialized but um yeah so uh so i do do you ride bikes
0: Yes, I ride bikes also.
1: Do yeah, you, I like it. Yeah, do you use it to get around? Just yes, to- we
0: go around every week, every time, and we have a lockdown here. So I'm not working for months already. So okay. when the weather is good, I don't like to go with the rain, but I'm a nice biker for nice weather, then I yeah. go out. Yeah. But uh, it's very nice here in the places to go on the bicycle. Yeah. My parents do. In April, we have uh, tulips here. Fantastic. So okay. nice. All the colors we have. We are bicycling here. And you see yeah. the colors from all the tulips. It's very nice. Huh. Yeah. I, my I parents,
3: every every year, my parents go on holiday to Holland and oh, do yeah? it like a, a two-week um, cycle oh, all the yeah. way around. Obviously, they didn't do it last year, but they've done it for the last 10 years. Always gone. Well, and yeah cool. we
0: still have a lockdown
3: yeah, you know, so, can,
0: can
2: yeah. i set a date when the lockdown is finished we all meet in person in almere and we we have a meal and 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 talk more uh, is this a date can we make a plan when this yeah, is all finished sure. we make okay
0: we I, I I myself to you. Barbecue. we're okay we I, have I'm, I'm, I'm caribbean
2: i, I will <laughs> knock on <laughs> the door i say hi <laughs> all right.
0: you're so, all welcome
3: uh, you are welcome. I feel That's like so great.
2: Thank you.
0: You're welcome. When you want to come, you're welcome
2: here. So uh, the next step is I we we edit this and we're going to release this. We have a, a show with a um a, a young black Paralympic swimmer called Jamal Hill, who is um, aims to teach one million swimmers how to swim without a pool. He has a oh. way of helping to stop drowning, learning how to swim in, in bathtubs and in body in small bodies of water. So we have that show coming out in a couple of days' time. And oh. then we will bring out your show afterwards. So we're really trying to the point of the show also is to encourage and grow the sports. Grow grow the sport, grow the people. So your show will come out like first week of March. And what we do is that we we have a YouTube channel and we have a website. I showed you an yeah. email. So it goes there. It has on all the podcasts, so you can listen to it. You can see yeah. it on YouTube. And also, yeah. I'm a filmmaker, so I tend to like cut up little, like three minute clips, four minute clips that are digestible short bits. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also put it on Instagram. I, you're probably not on Instagram, but we put this on Instagram as well, and we help promote it and, and try and get it word because it's it's all well and good. We have this, but we need people to hear it and that's okay. a challenge so i will let, i will alert you when it's coming out say it's it's going to be tomorrow i think it's brian like march 10th or something right brian i forgot around this this time yeah I but i will alert you in an email i'll say it's coming out just now um and we we will connect yeah on email for sure yeah yeah okay yeah. Fine. any questions okay. or any concerns you had how was that for you was it okay
0: yeah it's okay for me yeah, it was nice talking with you. And um, yeah, okay.
2: Well, if you have it's any fine. thoughts afterwards or any reservations, please reach out. We're gonna make sure you're comfortable and we honor you in in, in to, to who you are. So please okay. let me okay. Yeah, okay. All right, all right. Thank Thanks. you very much.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, Bye okay. Now. Have a good training, Megan. Also yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you all of
1: you have a nice weekend well,
0: anyway. Me too.
1: Be safe, be, safe. be healthy. Safe.
0: Yes, take
3: safe, take care.
0: It drove me every time to go better and better, of course. But the difference between uh, the DDR and me was too big all yeah. the time. And she was taller than me and she was faster. But every time I had in my head, okay, now I want to go. I want to beat her every time again. And I have the competition with her. Then I go for it. But it was impossible after that. Impossible. Believe it. It drove me every time to go better and better, of course. But the difference between uh, the DDR and me was too big. She was taller than me and uh, she was faster. But every time I had in my head, okay, now I want to go, I want to beat her every time again. And I have the competition with her, then I go for it. so sorry and yeah angry about it, about this because I know a lot of sporters from the whole world everybody was fighting to get uh, yeah the medals they have to get.
2: Do you consider yourself an Olympic
0: champion? Yeah. Yeah. And the world champions also, eh? Mm -hmm. Also the same. Mm -hmm.